You've got mail. Welcome to a very special episode of the PNW Showdown Podcast. We are here doing an exclusive mailbag episode. That means that it's only mailbag for the whole entire thing. And I am super pumped about it because you have a lot of great questions for us. And so it was too many to fit into one episode by with everything else. So it's fitting into its own episode all by itself. It's a special mailbag episode. I'm Kate. And I'm Michaela, And we're here to answer your questions, or at least come up with things that sound like they could be answers, whether they're correct or not. <laughs> That's a good point. That is true. So let's just dive in and get started. We're going to go with um, at Sonic Squatch first, a couple things from them. Um, first up, wanting to know about if we were excited about the basketball game on Monday, which is today, which is right now. I think it's happening kind it of is happening right now right while now. we're recording. It's the trailblazers and the LA Clippers. And it's part of the, um, rain city showcase having NBA basketball here at climate pledge in Seattle. Um, Michaela, what do you think? Are you excited about this? I'm excited, but here's the interesting thing is that I think that a lot of people had hyped it up to be that maybe, just maybe, yeah, in the same week, yeah, that the Mariners, oh, mm -hmm. basically ended the drought for yep. playoffs, yep. that maybe they would announce that the NBA is bringing back the Sonics to Seattle. And I think that people had so much hope. Oh, for that sure. Maybe tonight would be the night they're doing the showcase. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. would they announce it? Now, I think that we all realize that since they are not broadcasting it and televising this to a national audience, that yeah. they would not make such a large announcement so tonight's game at Climate Pledge yeah. to announce they would have to broadcast that, don't you think? I feel like if they were going to be announcing um, an NBA expansion, I, my the my theory, like it's all planned out, but my thought process on it is that they would have to expand with two teams, right, and they not just to. one. And so. I feel like though it would be a great occasion to announce like the Sonics coming back, it wouldn't necessarily make sense for whichever other team, maybe Vegas from what it sounds like could be getting announced too. Like, I don't know if it would make sense to announce that team here. And well, so then interestingly enough, yeah. Vegas is being broadcast tonight. Their game, a game in Vegas is being oh. broadcast tonight. But well. again, I don't, I think that because of mm -hmm. the history of Seattle and yeah the you know everybody wanting to bring back the sonics that i just don't see that being it the seems place like where they would announce that yeah especially I when that. there's a special opportunity in seattle could they have simultaneously announced potentially the expansion to vegas and seattle in the same night i don't I know. know so again i think that here in seattle there's a massive market and oh a huge for sure. love for the nba and basketball it's clear that people have shown up even just, you know, for our women's WNBA for the Seattle storm. There's yeah. a love here for basketball that is deep. Like, yeah. Yeah. Deeply embedded mm -hmm. in the people that live here in Seattle. Yep. And if the NBA decides to bring back the Sonics that, I mean, those games will be sold out for honestly, probably years to come. I mean, there's definitely a market for it. Right. And like, I think with, you know, us having gone to pretty much every storm game 
This year we missed a couple, but we were there for pretty much every storm game. Basketball is like in-person live basketball and in climate pledge too mm-hmm. is quite the experience. And so I think that um I think that there's a lot of a lot of excitement and a lot of a lot of support for that. So um so yeah, anyway. We are excited, but also once you realize that it wasn't going to be televised, you're kind of like, it's, it's hard when it's not televised because you can't watch it. You know, you can't, well, you, unless you go, you can't be a part of it. There's that. And just kind of like the realization that the likelihood that they would announce that when it's yeah. not being televised is kind of like a letdown. A little bit. Yeah. But, you know, if they're trying to test the market for basketball, then hopefully they got the turnout that they were looking for. They because, should have known that market for basketball oh, just, just by the, by the response storm. to, well, yeah. the storm, but then the um, Jamal Crawford. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. bringing in some of the biggest talents in the end, uh, NBA yeah, and here that in was, Seattle and how people showed up just overnight hearing what was, was being huge. announced. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, thanks for that question. And also, Sonic Squatch wanted to know, Says also candy corns, yay or nay? Squatch says yay. Kate thinks that Squatch has great taste because Kate is also team candy corn. And I know that there's haters out there and you can be sad about it or mad about it. However you feel if me liking candy corn invokes some sort of like intense feelings that are negative in you, then I don't know what to tell you except that maybe candy shouldn't make you so mad. But um, I do love candy corn, so I'm all about it. Squatch. I agree. And I am a candy corn only with peanuts gal. So I had mm-hmm. never actually had, I was, I never was a fan of candy corn until what? Like last fall. Or I think Maybe it was like two, it, two years, two years, ago, years yeah. ago. When was it you Kate that introduced me to this or well, was it? It's my, so my sister-in-law, it was her dad, like her dad. That was how they had candy corn at their houses. They would do like equal parts, candy corn and peanuts in like a bowl or whatever. And then you would just kind of snack on it that way. Yeah. And so then my family kind of like fell in love with that method. And then it kind of got passed on to you as you've kind it's of like the come only more way the that fold. I will actually eat candy corn is if I have mm-hmm. a little bit of some salty peanuts in there. It's like a payday. Like if you yeah, had a payday, candy corn and peanuts together, it gives you that salty sweet thing. It's not overly sweet like candy corn can get because um, the peanuts add that little bit of salt and crunch. So it's a good texture and flavor, um, you know, juxtaposition, if you will. So I'm so, not going to be a full on candy corn hater as I was prior to experiencing yes. that, that mixture. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm there on the fence a little bit. Yeah. I will not eat yeah. candy corn just on its own. I mean, you know, that's probably true for you. I, I guess I, I, my, my bag of candy corn is usually safe. So that's good. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And my now, bag of pumpkins. Now, you can't touch my Cadbury pumpkins. eggs. Different story. The the balls, though, not like the ones with the liquidy centers. Cause just this, yeah, just, just like the, the straight up the, the chocolate, chocolate Cadbury eggs. Little hard shell ones. Yeah. See, and I'm the one that likes the, the centers that like ooze out everywhere. Mm-mm. I like trash candy, and I'm not afraid to admit it, and I'm not embarrassed about it. I do have my limits, though. So thank you, Sonic Squatch, for your questions. Moving on to um, Joe from Ghent. And the question there is, what is the biggest weakness that the Mariners have against any of their first-round opponents? Michaela, I'm going to turn this over to you because you are better with baseball than I am. Yeah, so right now what we're looking at is 
and it depends on number one, how many games the Mariners win here to end the season, the next few games, kind of where the other teams fall in that realm. So it appears that the matchup will currently be either between the Blue Jays or the Guardians. Okay. And no matter what, I I think at this point they're going to be on the road. So that can be difficult for the Mariners. I think, can you imagine the crowd if it was a home game for this first series of the playoffs since it's been 21 years? It would be sold out electric factory madness. It would be but in the so, best way. So I think that that could pose as its own challenge and, and a quite a big weakness through this process is just, yeah. this is, there's a lot of pressure. It's the first time that they've made the playoffs in 21 plus years. Yeah. How would that feel to go out in, you know, kind of that first series or round one of the playoffs? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And you know, the other part of that could be, you know, can everybody stay healthy? Julio Rodriguez just came back tonight as a designated hitter. He did get a hit in his first at bat back up since his IL stint. And obviously Eugenio Suarez is back in the lineup. He's back at third base. So we're starting to get healthy again. Mitch Hanniger's out there. Yeah. If we can stay healthy through the playoff run, I think that the Mariners will give other teams a run for their money. Yeah. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I think that as long as they aren't as hot and cold as they can get offensively, because Let's be honest. How many times is it like, wow, they scored nine, 11 runs, 12 runs, and then the next game or two, like they're barely able to get a hit, barely able to score a run. It doesn't quite make sense to me how hot and cold they get. So that could be another weakness that they have is their kind of offensive moments where they get cold. Yeah. 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 So that's what I would look for. I think that's the biggest weakness for the Mariners as they go against any of their first round opponents in the playoffs. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Thank you. And thanks Joe from Ghent from that, for that question. Um, the next one comes from um, team Moni to step and they ask who's on your radar that the Seahawks could acquire before the trade deadline to help their anemic pass rush and, or, um, the middle, the middle linebacker issues. Thank you. Um, what do you think, Michaela, which, which players out there should we try to go for? I would just like to give an appreciation first for the word anemic. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what it is about that word in that sentence, but it's like, that's a really good use of that word in that moment. It's the right adjective. There is an anemic pass rush and there are major linebacker issues. So here's the deal. As of right now, I don't think any of us are like a hundred percent sure of who would be made available for trade in regards to edge rushers, yeah. linebackers for other teams, right? It's, it feels, even though we're week four, I think eight weeks, you know, or week eight is a deadline for trades. Sure. So then you're like, well, that's only four weeks away. We might start to hear who might be available yeah. on for that trade deadline Um, so I'm not quite sure there, of course there's going to be players that you're like, that would be great if we could acquire him, but I'm not at a point where I'd want to give up any of our first round draft picks for the 2023 season. I think we need to maintain and keep some of those draft picks. We had a really good draft. I think this season, Mm -hmm. I think we can really build on that youth and that, um, and that there, I would actually turn to who's currently available in free agency. If, they're still wanting to play. And what I mean by that is, okay, we're looking at Dante Hightower, okay. three-time 
Super Bowl champion for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He's currently a free agent. Technically, he kind of his status is up in the air. Is he going to retire? Is he going to return to the Patriots? So, is he off into the wing waiting for a moment where they might need him? Sure. Would he play for anybody else? So if someone's a free agent right now, they're not signed to a team. So they're not on like an active roster. Correct. They're sort of like a play, like you're saying, they're a player who hasn't retired yet. Who's just kind of like, Hey, I'm around. Like if you need someone to come in right. and stuff, like I'm here. Okay. I get what you're saying. So nobody really knows kind of what the situation is with Dante Hightower. Like mm-hmm. honestly, if the Patriots need him, that the only team he would go and sign back with would be them. We don't know. Um, but I think he would be an excellent person to somehow if John Schneider or Pete mm-hmm. Carroll or somebody could talk to him and say, hey, we really need you on our team as a veteran presence. That team needs a veteran like a veteran. Yeah. In the middle. I get that. I don't care if he's a little bit like slower physically. If you have somebody that can diagnose and and be able to figure out what play is happening and be able to communicate that on a field as a leader in the middle, yeah, I think this defense would start to look a lot better. There's too many things happening, breakdown in communications, who's supposed to be where. Yeah. I would like to see Dante Hightower, Jason Pierre Paul is also available. Again, he's getting older, but if you can have somebody that's had a lot of experience on the field and knows how to read and break down those plays, the Seahawks team will get better, and the younger guys will get better too for it just by simply being around somebody that's able to communicate with them. Hey, this is what I see. This is the play. Mm -hmm. And you think that Jordan Brooks would have been able to kind of pick up that role after Bobby Wagner left. I just don't see it. I think Mm. he's a great player. I think he has a lot of speed. Yeah. But in terms of really taking ownership of the middle of the field there, as a leader, mm-hmm. I don't know that I see it yet. Well, you know, it's week four, so it could it could happen. I mean, I'm I'm obviously not going to have as much to contribute to this question as you would, but what I've noticed this year, at least through fantasy football, is that there's just been a lot of injuries the, this year in the beginning of the season for players, and so even if, I mean. I, I don't know, like, even if there were people out there that you were maybe looking at, like, who knows what the status would be for those folks? Because, I mean, people are going questionable and coming in and out and not playing or playing too much or, you know, wh- whatever. So I, I feel like that would be a hard, hard thing to nail down this soon prior to the trade deadline anyway, because every, every game, like things can just change. Mm-hmm. So it's true. I don't know. Well, thank you, Timoni to step for that question. Moving over to Rick Judd, who asks, I love this question. so funny. Um, If you had to become a ball for a specific sport for the duration of a match game or event, which sport would you choose? I think we've had a similar question. I want to say we've had a question similar to this, but we didn't go back and try to find it. We're just answering afresh, anew as it were. I'm going to say football just because it's legit one of my favorite sports. Sure. And I think that football has quite the journey and experiences <laughs> quite a different like amount of Sure. I don't know, right? Sure. Like am I the football? Am I being the football? Am I experiencing the ball, life Michaela. as the football? Be the ball. So, I guess, you know, like Perfect spiral. You get to be carried and thrown and hopefully yeah. protected and yeah. tossed around. I don't know. Like 
you get it's to a, experience it's a journey for being sure. celebrated with and mm-hmm. being cherished in the moments that are like some of your favorite touchdown moments. And I don't know. And spiked into the ground. Sure. There you go. That'd work. Be a little beat up here and there. Maybe. What about you? Um, so in thinking about this again, I was like, okay, well, I wouldn't, I mean, I know a hockey puck isn't technically a ball, but I was like, I wouldn't want to be a hockey puck because it get they get hit so hard and the sliding down the ice could be kind of fun, but then you like hit stuff. And I guess I am anthropomorphizing these objects to have feelings. And maybe if I was a ball, I wouldn't actually have feelings of like pain and stuff. But so I was like, hockey pucks out basketball and soccer both were out for me because I was like, basketball gets like hit into the ground so many times. Soccer gets kicked like great, obviously, because that's what you do in soccer, kicked. Football didn't seem quite right. I decided to go with a rugby ball because I feel like in rugby, you do get kicked a little, but not a lot. Mostly you get like tossed in kind of a nice way to somebody else. And if you get, if the person that's carrying you gets tackled, they like hold on to you and try to pass you gently to somebody else. So you're not feeling abandoned or left behind or like just forgotten. So it feels like a very, like, it feels like a a sport where the ball gets loved in rugby. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of rugby, speaking of rugby, we're going to move on to a question from life, love, life, love rugby. I don't know why that's hard for me to say sometimes. And, um, and they ask, what is your favorite hazelnut treat? So I'm going to have to go with this and it might just seem obvious when we talk about hazelnut and flavors and what can be made up with hazelnuts. But recently, right at the end of summer, beginning of the school year, we went over to a friend's house. They have, um, what are those stoves? Oh, it's like those outdoor pizza ovens that are like the metal ones that cook like to a jillion degrees they or made a really good <laughs> nutella uh dessert pizza yeah and it had a nutella spread on it what yeah. else did it have on it it was like nutella and then it was like fruit and we had said oh it was oh, bananas and bana- yeah it, it was, was bananas, bananas and like blue i thought of blueberries too Blue- yeah they anyway. might have been it was really we, good we also talked about how it could turn into a really good s'mores dessert pizza with the yes. nutella because that would be really great with like some marshmallow so nutella it. might seem like the obvious answer here but i'm sorry just that is the thing for me that is yeah. hazelnut related that yeah just i i love yeah. And I was trying to think about it too, because aside from Nutella, I was like, what other things do I do with hazelnuts? And I've had them in some really good salads, like hazelnuts and salads are really good. I want to say that I had, and I can't, I'm, I could be totally wrong, but I want to say one time someone made like a chocolate pie where they use like hazelnuts and graham crackers in the crust, kind of like you would for like a cheesecake or something sure. like that, but they ground up the hazelnuts for it. I want to say that was a thing and it was really good if it is in fact what I'm thinking of, but they're very tasty hazelnuts. They're lovely. Great. Um, life, love, life, love rugby. Again, I don't know why it's so hard. Also had another question and that was if you had an infinite amount of money, would you bring back the Sonics or bring a premier hockey federation like women's hockey to Seattle? So you made a huge mistake in the way you asked this question. Mm, there's a loophole. There is a loophole. And Tim from Puyallup knows that he cannot leave loopholes for us because we will take them. I will we see them. I will stretch that loophole so big. Wow. Well, you know, Tim, um, anyway, move on. So 
I'm going to go with both because if I have an infinite amount of money, I'm going to just, I'm going to go ahead and Mm -hmm. bring both to Seattle and there's no limit. In my college logic class, because we had to take logic in college, I took logic in college. Um, the word or actually implies that you can have it's both, both. and also a choice. So you can have both or. So and, it made me so mad because I was like, it's not and or, it's just or, but in logic, or means both, both as a possibility. So both would still be a correct answer, even without the loophole. So thank you, Life Love Rugby. Um, moving over to Brady Larson 89. Um, they ask, do you think the Cougs are gonna win this week against USC? What do you think, Michaela? So for those of you that don't know, I graduated from WSU. So this Michaela is a great is question a for me. Ask me Coug questions with football. I love it. Honestly, though, like just being realistic, USC is looking dominant. They're rated sixth in the nation. They are a solid team. They have been dominating everybody They're The Beavers were the ones that probably kept it the closest, which is surprising mm-hmm. um, in regards to maybe like upsetting them. Yeah. But, you know, I do think this will be the Cougars greatest challenge yet this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And I do want to point out that the Cougars did upset the very like earlier on in the season. Yeah. 19th ranked Wisconsin yeah, the Badgers. Wisconsin. They they came out with a win over them. So this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to be realistic and say that USA USC has a potential to kick our ass. Hmm. They they've been dominant in their games. Yeah, nope, I'm yep. But the Cougars could surprise everybody. Yeah. And and stay neck and neck with them and give them a run for their money. Yeah. And here's what I'm gonna say. Realistic Michaela says USC is gonna is going to be dominant and they're going to look as good as they have this entire season. Sure. WSU alum Michaela says the Cougars are going to give them a run for their money and pull out a win. I say go for it. Cam Ward, I think he's just gonna get more and more comfortable in the system and mm-hmm in the spotlight and mm-hmm. at this larger school. And I think he's going to do well with this offense. And I think the Cougar defense has done an exceptional job. Yeah. So they're going to, they're going to give them a run for their money. I like their new coach. Well, I guess, yeah. you know, the coach that took coach over Dicker. last year, coach Dicker. Yeah. I like him a lot. He seems like a good person in terms of like the, leadership, the and- leadership and the energy he puts out and the excitement he has about the fans and stuff. So I don't know. That's what I'm here for. I'm yeah. here for the personalities. Anyway, Thank you, Brady Larson, 89. Steve Olson, uh, back again. I'm so glad to see a question from Steve Olson. It's been a while. It has been a little bit. Yeah. And Steve says, do you have a favorite crockpot recipe? I know the fall season will be here someday. And isn't that the truth? Because it was like 75 degrees 80 degrees, 75 degrees. It will be here someday. I tell you that I'm already in my fall clothes. It's true. I'm not waiting for the fall to get here. I am willing it to be here with what I'm wearing. I tried to wear a shacket today, you know, those shirt jacket things, those plaid things. It lasted about an hour and a half this morning. And then I was like, nope, it is not the right temperature it for is this. It is 75 degrees in our place right now. Well, yeah. And I mean, we don't have heat, the heat on. It's nope. 75 degrees in here. I know. And it's hard to open the windows because of all the smoke and stuff. It is. So anyway, back, back to, to Steve your question. Olson. I think my, I mean, there's a lot of great crock pot recipes out there. 
I really like a good like Dr. Pepper pulled pork, you know, where you do like the pork in there and then you got like the can of Dr. Pepper you pour it in. You do like the can of barbecue or can, jar, bottle, whatever, barbecue sauce, whatever container barbecue sauce comes in, you just pour that in too. And then, you know, you let it cook and it all falls apart and everything. I, I just love that. I think it's really good. You do like a good barbecue sauce. I like barbecue sauce. She dips her fries in it. I do. I mean, I'll dip my fries in like, you know, other stuff like mustard or ketchup or mayonnaise or something. But if someone's like, what do you want? I'm like, yeah, barbecue. Barbecue, barbecue sauce, sauce is her go-to. I do like it. I would have to say that something that I really like is like a pulled chicken, Southwest crock pot meal. You know, you have the corn, you've got the beans, the cheese, yep. add some sour cream on that, some tomatoes so in there. I, I like the Southwest crock pot vibe, but also in the, in the fall, I would say maybe a good chicken and dumpling. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, put some biscuits in yeah. there, some chicken and shred it and just have a really good, nice, yeah. like party yeah. meal where you get like the, the grand's biscuits that like pop yeah. out and you like, cut them into four pieces and you yep. drop them in there and stuff. That's always good. That's true. So that's a good recipe. And I yeah. think that you guys uh, should um, try some of these for the fall. That's right. Kate, Kate and Michaela cook here on PW showdown, or at least we talk about cooking <laughs> and then we order out <laughs> and then we like, you know, we go to 32 anyway, barn well, grill or the, the watershed. Now that the kitchen is done, it's a little easier to cook at home. So thanks, Steve, for your question. Um, our next one comes from at BD Giddens 6. And there are three questions here. And it says, um, being that you and your wife work in schools, any plans on incorporating local high school content in the future with better access? What do you think? So this is a great question and it is one that will come up every so often, whether it's, you know, other sports teams or high school teams. And honestly, like it would be great to have the energy and the time to be able to pour into all of these other local sports teams and and our high schools and our students and our kids and highlighting the amazing athletes that they are. We just don't have the capacity to be able to kind of research and stay up on top of that. And I'll tell you, man, just covering seven professional sports teams, hopefully someday eight, if they bring back the Sonics, it's a lot as it is. It is. And we have to really be intentional about what are we sharing? I mean, we could probably, our episodes could be substantially longer if we dove into Mm -hmm. these teams the way we would love to. And um, so I I do value and appreciate this question. It's just something that at this time we don't have the capacity to do, especially working full-time in education. Yeah. You know, we only have so much time to be able to pour into the podcast as well. So it's really important for us to find a balance for us. I think though, I think though that if there are people out there that feel like high school sports need more and better coverage, I encourage them to like start a podcast for that. Like, because there, there would be a market for that, for those, um, for the areas that you're covering and all that kind of stuff. So if it's something that, you know, you are interested in, I would, I would encourage you to give it a try because it's really fun. Um, we really like doing it, but I think especially because we're, we work actually very far apart from each other. So it'd even be like trying to figure out which high schools we would even cover that gets complicated and all of that. So, um, but yeah, it's, if you, if, if anybody out there thinks that's a great idea, I say you go for it, go for it. Yeah, totally. Um, the next question from BD Gannon six is, with all the local events you've attended, was there a um, celebrity you were most nervous or excited to meet? 
And when we were talking about this, we actually had the same answer. We did. Yeah. And okay. so that one would be, this is kind of a fun story. Yeah. So it was my 30th birthday. It, it was, was the actual day. We had gone to Climate Pledge for, nope. yep, to start the day. Oh, to start the day. Yep. Start Sorry. The day. Sorry. I missed part of I'm it. I'm telling more of the story than necessary. It's a bigger story than I thought. So we started the day at Climate Pledge for the talent showcase for the Kraken. It's true. And then we made our way over to the field to table event at Lumen Field. True. For dinner. And that is a really special it's dinner very cool put event. on by special chefs that are from Seattle that they select and they get to do, they cater, you know, the yeah. event and yeah. you have multiple courses. You're eating on the field. You're eating on the field <laughs> at Lumen cool. Field. You get the experience. You get to come through the Seahawks tunnel. Yeah, it's it's super it's special. You get to the opportunity to potentially kick field goals. I mean, if you haven't done this and you're a huge sports fan, be it the Sounders, the Seahawks, OL Reign, a team that plays at Lumen Field, yeah. this feels like a special event to, to you know, go and have a yeah. really special dining experience yeah. there. So that this was our second year going. It was yes. our 30th birthday. Yeah. And we're sitting down, and yep. Kate's like looking over my shoulder, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what is back there? What does she see? Yeah. And what did you say? I was like, I think that's, I think that's KJ Wright. And when she says this to me, I'm thinking to myself, first of all, she knows what KJ Wright looks like. And I mean, second of all, I was like, I don't want to turn around and stare like this could be super awkward. But I did. I did the little like over the shoulder, like kind of like the side eye glance mm -hmm. to not make it look obvious. And I was like, that is KJ Wright. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he was there with his wife. Yep. And they were having dinner together. They were like regular human beings. That night, it was the jerk shack for the meal. If yeah. you haven't heard of the so jerk shack. Good. Holy smokes. So good. Go, tr go eat at jerk shack. It's great. So. What happens was, is this whole time Kate's facing KJ and his wife in terms of like where you're seated, my yeah. back's turned. I'm distracted the whole time because I'm, she's I, sitting there and I, telling yeah. me like, okay, oh, it looks then, like they're getting up and I think they're going to come. And I, if he hears this, he's going to think I was like being a stalker and kind of. I was not technically, um, I was just curious and interested because I knew Michaela was going to be very interested and and we're trying like here we are trying to celebrate her birthday it's like this really special day and we're both just so distracted by oh KJ we right so being there distracted. and so um so it's like okay sh could we like we're trying to come up with like could we because we don't want to disturb them we're not trying to be like ridiculous we want them to enjoy their evening out they're on a date obviously but at the same time you're also just like how do i like drop a business card or like whatever so we had our pnw showdown business card sure did and so i wrote on the back of it i wrote something you wrote basically it was something about how like you know he's we still love seattle you in seattle and, and like that. that kind of thing so we were sitting in the aisle where they would have had to walk past us when they went to leave. And so they get up and they're heading to go leave towards, you know, kind of the field goal kicking area where yeah. they could, you could experience that. And so Kate's like, tell them they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to say something, but oh my gosh, yeah. like I have to say something. And so I, I like, as they walk past, I kind of just say, Hey KJ. And he turns and he, you know, does his like. He's like the nicest man on the, the planet. So person. like, he smiles. Yeah. His wife is super like kind and she smiles was very back nice and too. We said, you know, hey, we didn't want to bother you too, and you know, but you know, when we handed him the card and we said, we really love you and miss yeah. you in Seattle, yeah, and we love everything that you gave to the city and all mm -hmm. of that stuff. And he was just so kind and receptive. Once we finished our meal, yeah, 
we go out to Michaela. So Michaela had kicked, attempted to kick a field goal the first time we went the year before. And so this time she was like, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to see if I can do a better job. So KJ happened to be already out there, like trying to kick his field goals in which which we did. He made, he made his field goals. Well, you know, and so I go up there and I, you know, I kind of, make a comment to him or something and you know then i make a joke about hey what are your pointers and yeah but asking for so advice. then he's you know coaching me and giving me advice to kick the field goal and we talked to him a little bit afterwards about the podcast and stuff and mm-hmm. eventually we got to have him on special guests but i would say that was the most nervous moment in terms of yeah. quote, meeting a celebrity and we've met a couple different seahawks players at this point ali watt yeah um when she was playing with the ol rain we've met some amazing people we have but, but I would say that moment because you don't want to bother somebody when they're just out and about yeah. like, trying to live their lives. Yeah. And so in terms of being nervous and thinking to yourself, like, should I say something? Should I not say something? And I'm really glad we did. But mm-hmm. it's really in the approach of just like not trying to bombard somebody, not interrupting them in the middle of their dinner. You know, they're oh, on yeah. their way out. So just like yeah. being intentional about is it the right moment? Mm-hmm. Does it feel right? Is yeah. it appropriate? And kind of determining that and really needing to be like, I think so. <laughs> For sure. Well, and and to be like clear about it and everything, there was a kind of like a, a barrier thing between the where we were sitting and where they were sitting. So like when when Michaela says like I was staring over there and stuff, they wouldn't have necessarily noticed that I was staring over there because it was like this barrier thing, but you could kind of like see just enough. Babe, I think that it. makes that a little more creepy. Is that worse? Yeah, that's worse. Sorry, KJ. I'm sorry. I'm not actually this creepy anyway, but for me, I mean, Michaela tells a great story, which is true. And I think her point is valid. I think for me, part of why I felt like that was the most nervous excited was because it was like in the wild, you know what I mean? It was like in the real world where you weren't like paying to go to an event specifically where, you know, people will be. It's not like you're going to a like it's an actual like training sports event or training camp or um some of the other like the dinners and stuff that we've gone to. Like it's not like that where you know people are going to be there and you might have the chance to talk to them. So you might be nervous anyway. This was like we weren't expecting no. We weren't expecting anything. And so then you're just like, "Oh my gosh, now there's like, you know." Anyway, such a nice person that KJ right. So nice. And his wife was really nice too. She was so nice. So anyway, we love you KJ. There's the answer to that. We do love you, KJ. Okay. And then B BD Giddens six last question for us was what's the word on Stewie remaining in Seattle? And so on that, um, the FIBA World Cup just finished up in uh, over in Australia. Team USA won gold. Uh Brianna Stewart was on that team along with a whole slew of other amazing athletes. Yeah. Um, Obviously Jewel Lloyd would be there. Why would she not be there? Of course she's there, but also um, like three or four members of the aces were there. Like it was, it's a star set of team. That team was like packed with talent. It was like, it felt like it was a done deal. It was like unfair. I think to the other teams for sure. But you know, that's, it was allowed. So that's what happened. But anyway, um, but given that, 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 you know, just FIBA, FIBA just wrapped up and, and folks, you know, flew over for it pretty soon after, um, the postseason ended for the storm and everything. My guess is, and kind of what we've seen is that nothing really has come out yet about Brianna Stewart and, um, this upcoming season with the storm. So, you know, hopefully I think all of Seattle w- would love for her to stay. She's, um, a great member of the team. 
she's also like, you know, great around here in the community and things like that. And so I think there's going to hopefully be a pretty big push to keep her, but you know, we'll let you know as we, as we hear updates and things like that, we'll be sure to share. I think that it would be genuinely hard for storm fans. If Brianna Stewart left the same, like that last year was the same time last year with the storm as Sue because of what Brianna Stewart has done for this team and how she's yep. really stepped in and, yep. you know, honestly, yep. MVP of the team. She's, oh, a, she's a game changer. She is. And honestly, the only other team I could ever see her going to is the Liberty. If she opted to go back home, back to New York. Yeah. And so this, I don't know how hard the storm are going to have to fight to keep her. I know that Brianna Stewart went and had conversations with the Liberty Last season before she locked in doing a one year, you know, contract yep. with the storm for this last season that Sue's here. Yeah. I hope that Brianna Stewart knows how much the storm fans love her. Oh my gosh. And Huge. appreciate her. Huge. But honestly, I think I'm also at the point and it's hard to say this as a fan that wants her here for her entire career. Sure. I can understand wanting to be home. Like well, yeah. be home and where your roots are. Like mm-hmm. I can understand that pull mm-hmm. and I don't think I could blame somebody for wanting to go quote home. Sure. So, well, and, and sports is a business as you know, as we've learned. So it's not just about like, you know, what would be our favorite things to have happen. So, but hopefully I'm, I'm keeping hope that she'll still be here for next season. So thank you for all of those questions, BD getting six. Um, moving over to Jeb Leviticus Thorn. Um, they ask, do you think that we will have the larger upgrade in free agency next season or in the draft? I'm curious to see what talent we might be able to pick up in both phases. And this question sounds like it's a question about the Seahawks to me. Yes. So that's where I leaned. So I think that with the pieces that Pete and John have brought in this season via the draft, Mm -hmm. that those pieces are going to develop well for Seattle and that whoever we pick up this off season for the 2023 season Mm -hmm. can really just elevate what we currently have in place. The defense is having a massive amount of growing pains and struggles right now. So there are positions that need to be bolstered and to be made better. Uh-huh. But I think the development of rookies, Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen, yeah. Boye Mafe, I think that they're going to really shine and mm-hmm. pull through. Mm-hmm. But there are pieces and components of this defense that are highly questionable. Okay. And so um, the draft is going to be extremely important. I think that Seattle, if Geno Smith continues on yeah. with how well he's been doing in mm-hmm. the first few weeks that Seattle will still be a destination that free agents will want to go to. Sure. Sure. So I think that people will see, wow, like if Seattle can maintain a winning culture and a winning attitude that that will pull them there. If they say, wow, Russell Wilson left, but this is still Seattle. Yeah. You have to think about what's going to pull free agents to want to say, I want to go play in Seattle. Makes sense. And a hundred percent, that's going to be the culture and whether or not they believe that they can win. If they can win games, people might want to come. So I want to highlight that for, in my mind, the free agents I'm looking at for next season is going to be linebacker and edge. Okay. That makes sense. But these guys might cost a pretty penny. So specifically linebacker Roquan Smith, 
He's okay. with the Bears right now. He's playing out his fifth year. He's just going to finish out with the Bears. Sure. He's only 25 years old. Wow. But I think that he can really, really help the middle of the Seahawks defense. Okay. Linebacker Levante David is 33. He plays with the Buccaneers. Okay. He's a veteran. He has a lot of experience. Maybe people would be concerned about his age. But let's be honest. Youth doesn't necessarily mean that their defense is going to get better. Yeah. They might be faster. Sure. But when you have experience in the field of people that have seen things develop and be able to diagnose the plays, there's you can't really put a value on that that says like this they're they're aging out, they're getting slower. You have to have somebody that's there on the field that can diagnose those plays and control the defense and be able to make changes as they see yeah. what's coming at them on the offense. Yeah. So Levante David Edge Bradley Chubb is with Denver. Okay. 26 years old. Edge Rush. Any relation to Nick Chubb? I actually don't know. Huh. Something to look into. Yeah. I'll look it up later. So, and then Edge Marcus Davenport, yeah. 25 years old, plays for the Saints. Okay. Just, you know, got has a really strong motor. Those are people to kind of keep your eye on. That will be free agents in the offseason if they don't get extended. So... Those are kind of my highlighted picks. All right. All or right. Free agents, I should say. Well, thank you, Jeb Leviticus Thorne. Moving over to at, um, I'm going to see, I'm going to go with Nick Z Red. Nick Z Red, something like that, maybe. Sorry if I'm getting it wrong. Um, and that question is What do you feel is most to blame for the team's defensive struggles? Play calling by Clint Hurt or Pete Carroll or execution by the players? I'm going to say first and foremost, execution by the players. And the reason being is that their tackle has been, their tackling has been awful. And between blown coverage, missing assignments, that sort of thing, they have really struggled. Yeah. Now, I also believe that it is a coach's responsibility to make sure that their players know who their assignments are in different play calls. Sure. So there is a responsibility on everybody involved about why this defense is struggling so much. So I would just say, you know, I would say the defense is missing veteran presence in the middle. Mm -hmm. Cody Barton, he's made a few flashy plays, but even Jordan Brooks said about that game where against Denver, where Cody Barton came and came up for the tack, the game, you know, winning kind of tackle to end an offensive drive that, Kobe or Cody Barton didn't necessarily, that was all like, he didn't hear the change of the play. So that wasn't actually what he was supposed to do. Oh, interesting. Now, instinctually, he noticed that. Sure. He noticed something that triggered him to respond the way he did. Sure. But that was interesting. I don't think I'd heard that. Improv. Okay. Well, it was a decent improv. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was a good one. Um, so thank you for that question. Moving over to Lorenzo Villalobos Jr. What grade are you giving the Seattle Kraken's new mascot, Bowie, on a scale from 1 to 10? Now for this rating, we assume that 1 is not great and 10 is like spectacular. So I'm going to go with a 7.5. And here's why. I think like you cannot like maybe the look of Bowie or maybe be disappointed that Bowie is um, a sea troll or whatever the case may be. But I think 
with the detail in the costuming, with what the actual fabrication of all of that looks like, um, the fact that you actually know literally what it is compared to some other mascots that exist out there that I'm not going to throw under the bus right now, but I'm looking at a couple places maybe on the East Coast. Anyway, um, I think that a 7.5 is decently solid, especially considering some of the sense of humor we've seen so far. There's, I mean, he has a removable tooth and an earring and apparently a tattoo on his, on his butt. butt. I'm not supposed to say that word according to my mom, but um, anyway, I said it. So sorry, mom. So I think there's some like interesting details happening there. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like where this is going to go. Plus I think the kids seem to really like it. And that's like what mascots are all like. That's what the point of mascots is, is to get like kids excited and stuff like that. And if you're going to be like, you know, a 40 something year old person sitting on your couch being mad about, about Bowie, then like, I don't know, man, there's probably some other stuff going on in the world, you know, like you can be disappointed and I get that. I'm not trying to tell you how to feel. You can feel your feelings. That's fine. But I just think like maybe be surprised and a little like, yeah, but then, you know, just move on, embrace it, move on. I would, I'm going to give Bowie a six. To be honest, my first initial impression, I don't know why. I was just like, why does this, this mascot remind me of Chucky? And I think it was the hair situation and it coming down from the rafters or whatever. It, there was a picture I saw and I was just like, this gives me some freaky vibes. Like if that thing came chasing me, I would probably just want to like go into the fetal position yeah. and just like give up. Whereas like I was looking at it and being like, man, I wish it had magical hair like trolls in the trolls movies. Yeah. So we had different perspectives. Yeah. I think I really wanted a Davy Jones vibe, like, you know, Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean. Yeah. Like, but then in like, not the dog, but the character from the movie. Exactly. Gotcha. And so I think that like, you just want something with tentacles coming off of it. And it feels like, well, their name is the Kraken. So yeah. why wouldn't you go with something Kraken related? I, I don't know. I feel like if you had tried to go, well, cause one, you couldn't go octopus cause it's a totally different creature, like not even the same thing. And so I think if you went with tentacles, I think you get into like, some other like i don't think it instills the fear the deep in terms of like what the kraken has going for it in the kind of the the opening for the the ice and everything gives you kind of that fearful like pirate slash like maybe sea monster creature vibe i don't know maybe maybe that's see that's my vibe so it's not that i like if for some reason, like, I think I will really grow to love Bowie. I mean, we love Doppler. We do. We love, we, we love, we, we love all the mascots. We love the mascots. I mean, we're just starting to get to know who Sammy is. Glad they brought Sammy back. Sammy the Sounder. Yeah. But like, we love Rocky. The moose is great. I just wish the moose had a name other than the, the Mariner, Mariner moose. moose. I, want, I don't. I love it. I want, I just want the moose to have, I just want the moose to have a name. That's all. Just like its own name. But like, you know. Whatever, it's my own thing. But you know, we like we like the mascots. So I just think I think it's just gonna be trying to I have to fun. say that I am thoroughly enjoying the amount of trolling that the troll is doing on social media. If you yeah. don't follow Bowie, like yeah. the, um, just silencing the haters so quick and so easy. And this is what I'm now that's the quickest way to my heart. Like not necessarily trolling and people that are haters specifically, but silencing the haters with trolling back. Yeah. Like that is something I enjoy doing. If there's trolls, like 
just leaving a really great gift just to like with a lol just to embrace it and yes you and your lols i love just putting lol in a gift that just like embraces what they're saying because what do you say to that yeah like you tell me good night and i'm gonna send you an lol and like minions jumping into bed saying good night yeah it's pretty good go to bed michaela okay good night lol (laughs) i love it yeah i think i mean time it'll it'll remain to be be, be seen um on buoy but i think i think it's going to be fine overall and if you don't like it that's okay too you don't have to like it it's fine but thank you for your question um we're going to move over to no underscore bull sports who asks is gino the real deal this season honestly i'm bought in I mean, I'm bought in. He's been consistent in his yeah. passing game and his yeah. completion rates. Yeah. He's making the right decisions in terms of like it makes it hard for defenses when you're number one, you can throw it to your tight ends, you're throwing it to your wide receivers, yeah. you're dumping it off. And yeah, you're, you know, like he's doing the short, the mid, and then on occasion that deep passing game. Yeah. Where it makes it really hard to know necessarily like where he's gonna decide to put the ball and win totally so you're really making a defense then Mm -hmm. account for every position now he has really loved the tight ends for his touchdown passes i mean it's more more than i've expected he's had one to noah fant colby parkinson and two to will disley yeah i mean for me and my fantasy team i'd be great if there was a little more to dk metcalf but i get that he gets covered a lot and kind of gets hard you kind of have to spread I that out that a bit. I think that Gino is the real deal this season. Mm-hmm. I think that he's going to be consistent for this team. I think that he's going to give them an the opportunity to win. And I think it's the yeah. defense's job to be able to pull it out. Yeah. Right now, I'm looking at the defense and saying, if we lose, it's on you. That's more of the problem. Yeah, I get that. If we lose, it's on the defense and it's not in the offense. And I think that we all had it back ass words. Yeah. This entire time sitting here being like, offense is going to struggle the defense has got it locked in they're going to be solid holy smokes well yeah i i understand what you're saying about that i think that you know but gino was the backup for so long so he knows so much of that playbook so much better than if it was just somebody new coming in which is probably pretty helpful so yeah overall i'm i'm into it i'm down with it we'll see what happens in the future but i like it this season so far for sure and we're going to wrap up with our last question, our last question for this ex- extended mailbag independent episode with um, Mike McCarty. And so Mike asks, for an area that was so good for so long for the Seahawks, what is it going to take to get the Hawks defense back on track? Missed tackles and miss assignments are killing them. I'm assuming that's how he would say it. I'm assuming too, but you know what? We haven't gotten to have like an actual conversation with Mike and one day we will, we're going to have to sit down over some beverages and just have like real life talk, Mike. And you know, in terms of getting back, here's my opinion. Get the seat, call the sea wolves and have them come over for a tackling. That's what I'm saying. Rugby has some of the best tackling you will ever see because it's literally all they do all game, all of them. Yep. Every single person. So call the sea wolves, get a tackling clinic on for your defense. I'm into that. And it might feel like that might, that might feel insulting a little bit, but honestly, if you're not tackling or making the tackles and wrapping them up, then you have to humble yourself and go to a clinic. Well, and it's in rugby, like people are running 
really fast, like a like a running back or a wide receiver would do. So it's not like it's not like you're not having to like open exert, field tackle. Yeah, exactly. Open you're field still tackle. finding open field. You're tackles. still having to do that kind of stuff, and so but you have to really bring them down. And there's a specific way you have to that actually keeps you safer than if. And think about it; they're not wearing helmets out there. Most of them are not. No. Mm-hmm. So there's specific ways they have to tackle that not only will wrap them up and tackle them to the ground, but yep. will also keep them safe. So there's multiple reasons why rugby should be the way that NFL teams are trying to to begin and learn yeah. how to tackle. Absolutely. The other Absolutely. part, in my opinion, is signing a veteran linebacker and a defensive end. We're missing Carlos Dunlap's presence yeah. on the field, even though he didn't get as many snaps as I thought he should. They really intentionally used him last year to come off the edge and he would be an impact player. I swear mm-hmm. every time he was on the field, mm-hmm. we're missing Bobby Wagner. Yep. That's I true. get that. They're not ideal when they start to get older and they're quote slower, but honestly their experience makes a difference and that's what we're missing on this team. So if the Seahawks yeah. don't go and find their veteran linebacker their veteran yeah. defensive end yeah. to support and and guide these rookies as they're on the field and helping them adjust and make changes to their game they're gonna continue to struggle well and like we saw today bobby wagner during monday night football like tackled tackled that like protester who ran on the field with the pink smoke bomb thing so i mean he's useful for a lot of reasons oh yeah that was that was excellent to see. I love seeing. I have so much love for Bobby Wagner and yep. seeing him do that. I was just like, I don't care what uniform you're in. I fully support what just happened. Absolutely, pretty good. So thank you, Mike, for that question, and thanks to everybody else for your questions too. This has been a lot of fun. I've really liked getting to answer all. I think well, thirteen different people, and some of them had more than one question. But it's it's been a good time. And I'm glad that we decided to do a separate mailbag episode because this happens to be almost an hour long episode just to answer your questions. I hope that you were all happy with our answers that you feel like we addressed them well. And let's keep bringing the questions in. If if we continue to get this many questions each week, we might have to do a separate mailbag segment just to make sure that you feel like your questions are being answered and catered to because we care about you as our listeners just make sure that you still tune in to the main episode that will be dropped in the next day or two yeah. for the Pacific Northwest showdown. That will be, we will be appreciative of that. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> let's see, how does this go? Uh, take, nope, that's backwards. Take, take care of your heart and mind. You guys, I think that the school it's year is messing now. me up. She's I'm broken. broken. I'm broken. Take care of your heart and mind above all else. <laughs> Until next time.
Marvel moment, Marvel moment, Marvel moment, Marvel moment. Um, so you know what's really funny? Um, today while I was at work, I checked my phone when my kids went to afternoon recess. And did you I don't you probably saw this because you were on these text streams. We had two texts going, one from my mom to the two of us, and one from my dad to the two of us. Yes, I did see this and I totally forgot to respond. And I hadn't, I haven't, I still haven't responded yet because it was like after we said, I'm going to go pick up the kids or whatever. But, um, but they both, without saying they had listened to the podcast, basically told us that they had, they had listened, listened to, to the, the podcast. podcast. Um, and my mom seemed to really like the dad jokes, which was great. And also the spelling, which was fun. Um, so we wanted to make sure to do a Marvel moment for this episode because people like my parents, sometimes when there are not Marvel moments on the end of special episodes, have get sad about it. <laughs> so, so, um, so, you know, when the people that you care about and you love listen to your podcast, you want to make sure that you're giving them the, the full best experience, the best experience possible. So anyone related to us that, or anybody who's not related to us, who's listening to this right now and thinking, man, I was really hoping they were going to do a Marvel moment. This is for you. This is so that you don't feel abandoned and left out. Yep. So anyways, that's all. And uh, we hope that this was worth listening to. And so if it wasn't, feel free to send us some jokes and maybe we will feature those on our next Marvel moment. All right. Above all else, that's all. <laughs>